The information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio, the place where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, get you to think and feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. We've got a great show for you today. Our special guest is R.J. Spina. He is a metaphysical teacher and a guide who overcame chest down paralysis, diabetes, pancreatitis, Hashimoto's disease, and several other serious illnesses. He offers healing, counseling, meditation, and self-realization instruction throughout the world. Very interesting guy. We're going to talk about his book. It's called Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. And by no means are we saying anything negative about Western medicine because it saved RJ's life, and Western medicine has saved my life on a couple of occasions. So it's all about putting ourselves in the best position to stay healthy and to heal when things happen, along with working with our medical practitioners, of course. Uh, there's a lot of noise out there about all the things going on, and uh, nobody really talks about the importance of uh, self-talk and diet and our thoughts and the things we say and our lifestyle and so much stress and anxiety out there. I had this little download the other day. I was sitting there, and I just had a thought. It was like, you know what? People have been under a lot of pressure these days, too much. Life needs to be enjoyed. Life needs some joy. And we're really in a tough spot these days. And after these two years with the pandemic and the fighting about the election and the fighting about how to handle uh, um, COVID, it's just, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff for people to process on top of trying to make a living, take care of their families, the economy, and everything else, all the other issues out there. So it's really important that people can kind of dial it down, uh, relax, um, and learn how to keep themselves healthy give themselves the right positive self-talk and also be in the best position to help themselves heal when something happens. And I think our conversation today with RJ is going to really shed some light and some techniques on some of the things you can do to uh, get in touch with yourself, get out of your own way so you can let the energy flow and also put yourself in the best position to uh, help accelerate the healing process because you know the human body is a is a, is a miracle it's, it's the greatest of all machines and we have to treat it as such and so many people we treat ourselves so terribly in terms of how we live and what we eat and all the drink and drugs and everything else it's just, and even what we listen to and watch and the movies and everything it's just it's a lot of negative negative stuff we do to ourselves and it's really important that we make the turn and start to think of the more positive things that we can do. And one of the things I've been doing on the show is I've been bringing on more and more these metaphysical uh, teachers because uh, I think it's important to put ideas out there for everybody to consider. 
uh, beyond the noise that we get from mainstream media. And it's important that we take care of ourselves, respect ourselves, and learn how to deal with uh, problems that come up along the way in terms of our health and well-being. And the best thing is to eat the right foods, think the right thoughts, get enough rest, hydration, and get into some practices that are, that are good for us, like meditation or uh, different types of metaphysical uh, modalities, uh, whether it's Reiki or hypnosis or whatever. A lot of that stuff, I, I find that I've done those, and I found that the studying those really has been helpful to me, calms me down and gets me more in touch with myself. So I think it's important that with the crazy world that we're living in now, that people really start to look inside for more and more answers because we've been just reacting to stuff that's happening out there externally and not realizing that the answers are within. So, Guys Guys Radio, Robert Manny, your host here. We're going to have a terrific show. I think you're really going to enjoy my conversation with metaphysical teacher and guide, R.J. Spina. So why don't we get it going right now? It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, my favorite portion of the show is when I bring on a very special guest and we all get to learn something together because that's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. So I've got a very special guest. His name is RJ Spina, and he's had an, an, an amazing life and the experiences that uh, he's got a gift, but he's had to go through some experiences to really put that gift into action. And I don't know if some of those experiences all of us would want to go through, but I marvel at his experiences and his gifts. So let's get into it. He's a metaphysical teacher, and he's a guide who overcame chest down paralysis, diabetes, pancreatitis, Hashimoto's disease, and several other illnesses. He offers healing, counseling, and meditation, and self-realization instruction around the world. He lives with his partner, Jennifer. They have two Jack Russell Chihuahua mixes. He's got a new book. It's called Supercharged Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to Assess High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. And like myself, RJ is uh, hes not opposed to Western medicine, but we all know that it's important for us to learn as much as we can about how to work with energy, how to work with frequency, and how to manage our own health so we're not at the mercy of the quote-unquote system. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, RJ Spina. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure, Robert. Thank you for having me. So let's start right at the beginning. You had some amazing experiences happening to you. You started out as a kid where you started to be able to kind of astral travel, uh, for lack of a better word. And then that kind of was tampered down because nobody vibed with that. And then you had an amazing, it came back when you were in your 20s, but you had an amazing uh, streak of illness that paralyzed you. And then your gift came through. And you did use Western medicine, but here you are cured and helping people. So tell us what happened. Sure. Yeah. So uh, the quickest preface would be that, yes, as a, as a kid, without any sort of effort or trying or training, uh, I would what's called astral project. I would just leave my body. I would just sit down and relax and kind of start to drift, drift off to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, I was literally standing beside my body or I was hovering above my body. And so this would just occur naturally. I wasn't trying to do anything. I just came into this world this way. I didn't really identify with my body or being human. So my soul was able to just leave quite, quite freely. 
as, as a <clears throat> child, what did you think of that as a, as a kid, a little kid, you know, that was happening. Was that just something like, oh, I guess this is how it is for everybody. Or did you realize that, wow, wow, I'm having this experience and nobody else is. Right. So for me, it was totally normal. I mean, completely. And utter- that was me. I knew I was spirit because that's what I would experience. I would literally see my body sitting there. So as a child, this was totally normal. And it's a good, it's a good question, Robert, because I remember, I, I can't remember if I was four or five, but I was young. And I remember I went up to my mom and I said, what, what happens to you when you fall asleep? Like what realm do you go to when you leave your body? And she looked at me like, I, yeah, I mean, she looked at me like, what, what, what did you just say? What are you talking about? So it was really only at that point that I realized what was you know, totally normal or natural for me was almost unheard of really for anybody else. So how did you get, so you went through, uh, you know, your teens and you kind of tampered down the, uh, your abilities because you didn't recognize them because I guess other people couldn't relate to it. So then what happened? Yeah, I, I, I was just normal like everybody else, although I, I certainly was able to tap into things in a way that uh, the book explains it, but in a way that we associate these things with being a mystic or a master or th- things like that. Uh, I would always be connected. Claircognizance, clairsentience, and clairvoyance was always just part of me. I came into the world that way. But yeah, I wasn't uh, supported or understood. And this is, you know, I'm 50 now, so this was a ways ago. Now it's obviously totally different. But at 24, I had lost um, a good friend of mine, uh, my grandmother who lived with us, um, my sister's husband passed away, and my best friend, my dog, passed away. And uh, I was in agony. And I can remember, even as a kid, what I used to say to people is that if I ever get sick, I'll just heal myself, which is a bizarre thing to say. But when all these people and my best friend, my dog, were passing away, I I felt like I could literally do something, literally and figuratively, and and I couldn't get it out of me. And and it was was literally sheer agony. And I threw myself um, into meditation because I, I... I just couldn't handle what was really happening. And I remember one specific night when I was 24 years old, I meditated and we could really say the veil was completely lifted. And uh, I understood myself. I understood why I felt the way I did, why I was so different, we'll say, and why I was able to do the things that that I could do. And then since uh, 24, really, uh, I started giving people what we call past live readings and things like that. it wasn't until I developed an intellect really enough, Robert, to sort of deconstruct and then explain what I was doing naturally because I couldn't explain it then because it was just me. So now I kind of understand the, the difference, the human condition in comparison to what we really are. And so now I spend my life really teaching people these understandings and protocols for their own self-healing and, and self-realization. And then you became ill and you had the paralysis. Talk to us about that because I, I just want to set the table where people understood that you had realized your gift again as a 24-year-old and then you had your paralysis at what age and how did that kind yeah. of work together? Yeah, the, so uh, I became paralyzed permanently, paralyzed April 23rd, 2016. Uh, about two months prior, I started, I was very ill. I spent two weeks in the hospital and I was diagnosed with uh, sepsis, septic, septic shock. I was told I wouldn't live another 48 hours at that time too. I was also diagnosed with type one diabetes, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, pancreatitis, thyroiditis. They gave me strong antibiotics, super strong antibiotics that didn't work because uh, after getting out of the hospital six weeks later, I became 
permanently paralyzed from the chest down. I was rushed to the hospital. They performed life-saving surgery. It's called a laminectomy, where they literally scrape the infection off the spine. <clears throat> and for those that don't know too, too much about the spine, the spine is almost like this jelly, gelatinous substance. And as soon as it's touched, it's permanently damaged. The, the spine has no self-repair or self-healing mechanism. It's not like your body, you get a cut, scabs over. The spine doesn't work like that. So once, once it's damaged, it's damaged. And when I had awakened from that emergency surgery on April 23rd, 2016, uh, I mean, the only way to really say it is that I had, I had awakened into authentic self-realization, enlightenment, cosmic consciousness, whatever word that you want to use. Uh, but I, I remembered everything. Everything that I felt as a kid that I could do came back online. Do you think it was prompted by this experience? Yeah, the, the, the remembering only came back online because it was needed. I was in a catastrophic situation. And so all that remembering was absolutely needed. My life plan of giving myself this challenge of becoming paralyzed. I mean, my last name is Spina, which means spine. I mean, all this was, was planned, as, as odd as that sounds, but it's true. So everything came back online, the knowing, the understanding, the talent, the abilities. And I started explaining it to everybody, the ICU nurse. Believe it or not, I told her, I'm going to heal myself. I'm going to walk, and here's how I'm going to do it. And I told the doctor, I told the surgeon, I told the nurses, I told the physical therapist. And there's a video on my website because I knew no one would believe that this was possible. I had the nurses and the physical therapist videotape me, and it's time-stamped. And you can see me unparalleling myself. My healing was not linear. It was quantum. It was dimensional. And it was intentional. And it's, it's physics. And that's what the book is about, how to do it. How, how long did that take you? You could walk perfectly now. Do you, 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 you're, you're all good now, right? Yeah, I, I said that uh, my diagnosis was permanent paraplegia. Right. And I said, in the ICU waking up, that in, in exactly 100 days, I'll walk. And in exactly 100 days, I've walked. And it's timestamped. It's, it's video. I just, I knew. I knew it. all the information, all the knowledge, all the remembering, it all came flooding back. So I knew I would walk in 100 days. You know, uh, it's interesting you mentioned sepsis because uh, how, how did how did you get that? I'll tell you why I'm asking, and uh, I hope it's okay. Because I had an emergency appendectomy a year ago, almost to the date, uh, to the day, and uh, they said uh, when they took my appendix out, it took us five minutes to take your appendix out, or 15 minutes, but it took us an hour and a half to clean you out because you were borderline on sepsis and uh, gangrene, and they had to give me heavy-duty antibiotics like Cipro and something else, and I was flat out for about a week. And at that point, I had a voice come in my head and said, the voice said, don't drink alcohol. And I stopped, even though I never was a, you know, wasn't a huge drinker or anything. I just stopped and I started meditating and I've meditated every day for uh, about a year and two weeks now, every morning, 6 a.m. And that's changed my life in a really good way. It wasn't, it was going in the right direction, but this jumped it to the next level. So how, how did you get sepsis? Yeah. Yeah. The, the doctor's had no answer as to the origination of sepsis. But it's really interesting what you just said because I had my appendix removed. To, uh, I think it was 2003, could have been 2004, but a while ago. And I didn't know that I had uh, appendicitis. I thought I had food poisoning because I was on mm -hmm. vacation in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. And when we went to the emergency room in the middle of nowhere, their MRI machine wasn't working. So they just gave me Percocet and said, it's probably just a stomach pump. So as it turns out, I had appendicitis for a week. And by the time it was diagnosed, I was rushed into surgery. And the surgeon said that my, all my organs 
were completely covered in poison, he kind of figured they would never recover. And when he suctioned them off, they were pink and perfect. I don't know if that was the start of it. And it took that long for it to sort of germinate or seed within my body. But come uh, April 23rd, 2016, I was told I wouldn't even live another 48 hours from the substance. Wow. So you developed a seven-step the Ascend the Frequencies Healing Technique based on your experiences and your life. Tell us about what that is and how it works and how people can kind of uh, start to learn about that. I know we're going to talk about the book, Supercharged, Self-Healing, A Revolutionary Guide to High to Access High Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. And it sounds like from what I've read in the book that you have to get thinking out of the way and you have to get into that void of being and, and when you're in that position to be able to allow the healing energy to come through to do the work and that we get stuck in a collective agreement as to we have to be sick, we only live so long, all these things that we've been collectively agreeing to going all the way back through our ancestors in our DNA, which many people think is static, actually is not static. That's my kind of layman take from just a breezing through the book, I want to sit down and really spend some quality time with it. Robert, that's a great take. That's a great take on it. Uh, maybe the maybe the the fastest way to summarize: there yes. has been there has been countless countless studies that meditation. We all know people that meditate; they feel better. Like there's instant; it's tangible, right? And you were just talking about how you feel much better. Okay, but there's countless scientific studies on meditation that it literally changes your DNA. It repairs your cells. It, it rewires your brain. I mean, this, there's endless amounts. So it only stands to reason that deeper, more powerful meditation only increases our ability to repair and heal ourselves by an order of magnitude that human beings don't fully understand yet. So the, the, and now they do, just get, get the book. So this is really the fundamental understanding. We start to work with the self, the soul, whatever word you want to use, through meditation. And there's very simple exercises. And we'll do one to, to bring us into meditation in, in two seconds. I call them magic tricks because they are real magic tricks. So the key is to be able to harness ourselves properly, just like people do regularly with meditation. But this book takes it much, much, much further. And then once we're in this deeper state of consciousness, we could say, there are just exercises and protocols that we do. And when we're operating in this higher state of consciousness, it has a much more profound effect on our body of energy and our physical body. And the only reason why human beings don't know this yet is because they haven't been taught this. It's nobody's fault. So now we're going to unveil what, what I've been told to call the wisdom that transcends knowledge. So it's just a completely deeper more powerful state of meditation that is directed purposely towards self-healing and self-realization. I love it. Well, I tried one of the uh, techniques in the book and it was very simple. Basically, you take the two fingers and put them in the middle of your chest and it calms you instantly and you stop thinking and then uh, imagining the uh, inside out coming out to your fingers and it puts you in a state of just chill and uh, for as long as you want. So I got that one. So talk to us about some of the things that, uh, what can people do to kind of keep themselves healthy just on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, that, right. That's the question, right? And I'm glad you, you availed yourself of that. And these things do, they work instantly. It's, mm -hmm. it's interesting, right? Okay. So 
one of the things I like to say now on the surface, it sounds weird, but just, just follow everything I say might sound weird. So just, just follow me on it. Okay. So when we're caught up or anxious or stressed, okay. Which is sort of the normal state, right? For everybody. Okay. So one of the things I like to say, and I'll explain metaphysically what's happening, but what I like to instruct people to do is just pretend everything is a boring movie. Now, What's the thing about it? When, why does this work? And what, what, what does this do? Okay. We all know what it's like to watch a boring movie, unfortunately, right? We don't care. We're disengaged. We're not caught up. We're not going for the ride of whatever's going on. We're just like, eh, whatever. I want everyone to really think about this, okay? Because the reason why we're so stressed out and anxious is because we are caught up. We are going for the ride. We are attached to what is happening. So metaphysically, when you're attached to something or someone, your energy is what forms the attachment. And I know our physical eyes don't see this, but I promise you the higher mind can see it. So when we're attached to something or someone, our energy is actually stuck to them. So now we have lost control of our life. Whatever that person or that thing is going on, we go for the ride because our energy is attached to that thing. We have no control over our life anymore. This is why we're stressed, anxious, or depressed. Okay. So the remedy to this is to pretend it's now a boring movie. Because what happens is if it's a boring movie, your energy comes back to you. You're not attached to what's going on. You don't care. Now that your energy comes back to you, you can be calm, centered, present, in control of your life. And now that you have your energy, you can channel it in whatever direction your intentionality wants to take you. You can create the life whether it's healing, business, relationship, doesn't matter. Now you have the energy that you can follow through by using your intentionality. But if you're caught up and attached to everything, your life's out of control. So just pretend everything is a boring movie and watch what happens to your energy. You just instantly start to feel better. That's amazing. It, you know, a lot of times, and I, I did this practice, I don't know why, in the past month where I, in meditation, I claimed my energy back because I think a lot of people give their energy out to all the people who I've dealt with that I didn't want to have my energy. And I felt that they were draining me, whether intentionally or not. I called it back and I did it for over meditation for three or four days and then reclaimed my energy and gave them their energy back because I didn't want their energy. And I don't know why I came up with that, but it seemed to make me feel a lot better. It sounds like that's similar to what you're talking about is that we take on other people's energy and we we lose our energy to other people. Is that true? Absolutely. So think of attention, okay? If we're giving someone or something our attention, what we're actually giving them is our energy. Attention is energy. And where your attention goes, your energy flows, okay? So again, we'll come back to the boring movie thing, which I know sounds silly, but it, it works. So if we're watching a boring movie, we don't care. We're not engaged. We're not caught up. So what happens is, a buffer gets created because our energy starts returning back to us. And as our energy starts returning back to us, we feel better. That's our energy. So now we have our full complement of energy. And this energy, this is what we use to think, to emote, and to animate the body. Now, healing, to draw this into healing, your body needs energy in order to heal. Now, the reason why We've heard the term the parasympathetic state. That's the state the body goes into for repair, growth hormones, cellular repair, and things like that. That only happens when we're asleep. Why is that? 
because during the day we are losing our energy constantly. We are expending our energy constantly and thinking and emoting and doing, which is really what damages the body. So really by pretending everything is a boring movie, your energy starts to come back to you. You, you feel it. It's tangible. You're instantly calm. You are now starting to put yourself into the parasympathetic state. So in other words, you can actually start healing yourself 24-7 just by using your energy in this way. This is a huge paradigm shift because the boring movie also talks about it reverses the subject-object paradigm, which is something we could talk about maybe another time. But it's important not to develop the subject-object paradigm because that's what develops sort of duality and then energy attachment and then not being in control of our life. So we want to reverse that. And by reversing that, having your energy come back to you, just pretend everything is a boring movie. Your energy comes back to you. Now you're centered and calm. So right away you feel better. But more importantly, the parasympathetic state starts to kick in. You're actually healing yourself, believe it or not, by doing nothing, which sounds funny. But trust me when I tell you this, when you have your energy, your, your body can now do something it's got the energy that it needs to heal itself instead of us giving our energy away 24-7. So just pretend everything is a boring movie and watch how you feel. Now, you also talk about kind of a, you want to be able to step out and witness yourself. And when you're witnessing yourself, you're, you're actually, that's where the work takes place. While you're in your body and focused on that, it's, you want to be able to look at your body, but not be part of it, I guess, and bringing in the energy for healing. Help me out with that. Yeah, yeah. This is so. <clears throat> if we if we start to gain this necessary detachment, just like we detach with the boring movie, okay, we're not the body, okay. The the foundation of what people call the ego, or what I call the ego mind identity, is the identification with the body. We are not the body; it's a vehicle. We are aware of the body. We are aware of sensations. We animate the body. When the soul wants to go somewhere within the physical universe, it gets into a vehicle and it travels. This is the vehicle. When we want to go somewhere, we get in our car or our truck or whatever. It's the same understanding, okay? So we have this, we get to enjoy this and use this, but no one takes this with them. We slide into it through incarnation and we slide right out of it upon what's so-called death, but there's no such thing as death either. So once we start to understand that we're the soul inside, we can get some space between what we really are and the body. Now, once we get some space between what we really are and we realize that we get to enjoy this, that space right there, that's the room that we need to work. That's the room now that we have that we can bring energy in, we can move energy around. This is really the key. Detachment is really the key. We have to start working with the truth. And the truth of the matter is we are a soul. We are an energetic being having a temporary human experience. And once we know the truth, we're able to operate in a way that will bring about a better quality of life, which includes healing and self-repair. My very special guest on Guys Guys Radio and on Loving Our Conversation, it's R.J. Spina, Supercharged Self-Healing, a Revolutionary Guide to Access High-Frequency States of Consciousness that Rejuvenate and Repair. Let's talk a little bit about the high-frequency. Um, you, you assign some uh, frequencies to the different chakras. How do you ascertain what those frequencies are? And can people be able to be doing some type of self-measurement to knowing what their frequencies are in various states so they can be in a position to heal? Yeah, that's a good question, Robert. So I would say the most important thing 
we can throw the, the specificities like the numbers and stuff. That doesn't really matter in terms of our quality of life and our healing. But what does matter is to realize that thinking, emoting, and doing is very low frequency. Okay. Now, what we are is a supremely high frequency being. What we really are is a fractal of God, supremely high frequency. And people use the word soul for that. Okay. So in order for us to start to engender self-repair and a better quality of life, we have to learn how to not keep to not operate in a low frequency way. So low frequencies are beliefs, thoughts, emotions, actions, and behaviors. That's low frequency. High frequency is to be able to be still in what we call meditation, where there's mental clarity and emotional balance. Now, by doing that, you are literally operating at a higher frequency. And it's not a coincidence that when we meditate and do that, we feel better. That is a direct correlation and tangible proof about what I mean about a higher frequency. As soon as you start thinking and then emoting and then doing, you're literally like a slinky going down the stairs. You're literally dropping your frequency. And disharmony comes from low frequency thoughts, emotions, actions, and behaviors. We actually do it to ourselves, believe it or not. So when we operate in a higher frequency, above the thought realm, emotion realm, behavior realm, and we're just kind of present, we actually start to feel better. This is why people are drawn to meditation. So the paradigm shift is to be able to stay that way all the time. It's confusing for us because we don't have any frame of reference. We simply think that we have to think about everything all day. Robert. Our entire life is memorized. You see a cup, you know how to drink from it. You see a chair, you know how to sit. You see a car, you know how to drive it. You know how to wash yourself, bathe yourself. You know how to drive to the store. There's not a single thing that you actually have to think about. It's already memorized. Now, when we start to, this is profound. When we start to understand this, all that energy that we are using to think and emote constantly, Bring that energy back to you. Let it sit where it needs to be. And then that book will show you how to direct it properly towards your self-healing. This is hugely important to understand that we do not need to be thinking and emoting all day long. This is a habit. And like all habits, they can be broken. And one way to break them, you mentioned, is two fingers to the chest. Let's do one more that's instantaneous as well. For all of our listeners out there, if you're driving or whatever, don't do it. If you're operating heavy machinery, but if you're home, relaxing, listening to us, have at it. So this is very simple, just like uh, Robert alluded to two fingers to the chest or pretend everything's a boring movie. Here's another one. Pretend that you just arrived here. No past, no future. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Now, if that's and, and Robert, big, what big smile. Happens. I got. I got a big smile from that. Yeah. So okay. So now, metaphysically, okay. What just happened is when when we pretend that we just arrived here, no past, no future, the mind goes blank. Just dropped okay? everything, right? Every every, and this is this is you know, this is the key, right? Okay. So what happens is the ego mind identity or the human character that we create is the story that we tell ourselves. Okay, the beliefs, the concepts, the past, the future, back and forth, back and forth, all day long, nonstop, right? Okay, so when you pretend that you just arrived here, no past, no future, the energy, metaphysically, the energy actually drops out of your mental body, and it actually drops below your emotional body. And what happens is 
the recognition of the soul or the self emerges, which is why people smile immediately. Some people laugh immediately. That's the real you. And so by doing pretend you just arrived here, no past, no future, instantaneous centering, you're in what people call meditation. Self-repair and self-healing has started. And by the way, staying in this state, which is effortless, this is the precursor to authentic self-realization of what people call enlightenment. This is how you start with a clear head and a clear emotional body. Absolutely amazing. Do you think, let me just change the subject a little bit if we could pivot, RJ, because there's so much going on in the world now and it seems like um, everything I'm reading and listening to people are talking about, well, a lot of this, these issues we have come from our 3D existence and we're moving, the planetary uh, is moving, humanity is moving towards the 5D where we can instantaneously do a lot more, but there's some forces at work to kind of keep us down and there's some people who are going to, go to the 5D and other people are going to get stay in the 3D. And a lot of us are like, we go to the upper room, we come back down again and we get angry, we come back down, we go up again. And it seems like there's this push and pull going on across the planet now. Am I on the right track? What is your, what is your take? There, uh, there is a, an awakening happening. Um, the, the forces at work, and we just call these low frequencies. As we talked about beliefs, thoughts, emotions, actions, and behaviors are very low frequency. And so essentially all of our human behavior is really at the behest of our beliefs, concepts, and ideologies that we've identified with. So in other words, what we're doing is we're keeping our stuff in a low frequency state. We're operating in a low frequency way. Now, evolution or ascension or awakening, whatever word you want to use, cannot occur when you are capping yourself off and only operating within the belief, thought, emotion, action, and behavior realm. Now, some people are, are more comfortable this way. Okay, that's fine. Some people are not. So by, by simply pretend all of that, we'll go back to the boring movie, pretend all of that is a boring movie, the beliefs, concepts, and ideologies that are floating around in the low frequency that our five senses perceive, they'll no longer have an effect on you because you're not identifying with them. It's background. It's boring movie. You don't care because you're residing within yourself as yourself. The self is the highest frequency. It's a fractal of God. So some souls are actively working in this way. You, you are, Robert, actively working this you way. Too. And you, you, can, you can feel the difference. You can feel the difference. Now, where I think there's some spiritual fiction that goes on, it, it's a step in the right direction. I'm just giving you what I tangibly experience through my own higher consciousness. So we don't actually even live in the third dimension. We live in the third frequency. Energy exists frequentially, and dimensions house frequency, like height, weight, width. So we live in the third frequency. So what's, what's actually happening is we start to operate in a way that's more attuned to ourself. We naturally just start to not be affected by anything here. And as we're not affected by anything here, we actually are almost experiencing a completely different reality than the reality of people who take everything to heart and identify with everything here that goes on. Now, there isn't going to be one gigantic everyone goes up or everyone stays. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's a spiritual fiction. So the analogy I give is think of high school, freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors. It's not all freshmen. 
It's not all seniors, right? Okay. There always has to be a balance. Okay. This realm must remain. So there's always going to be a balance. There's going to be people that are really operating and identifying with the low frequencies. They're going to be people that are just starting to sort of break free of that. And then they're going to be people that are totally leaving it behind completely. But those people that are leaving it, com- com- uh, leaving it behind completely remain here. They remain here as a light, as an anchor of higher frequency. So other beings can see what that looks like, feel it. It's tangible for them. They can, they can work with someone like this. It's like a room. You go into the living room and the light's off. All you have to do is turn on one light and you can see the whole living room. It only takes a few beings to be completely awakened up, awakened, because the light that they emanate changes the perception of everyone that's in the room. So that's one way to look at it. It's not going to be a planetary thing. It just it doesn't work that way. There's always a balance. It's up to each individual to choose how they want to operate. Do they feel content, love, wisdom, happiness, joy, the way that they're operating? If not, then it's time for a change, plain and simple. So for those folks who are, uh, and I agree with you completely, and thank you for articulating that so well, RJ, that um, that people are kind of getting with the program in terms of the light and uh, raising their frequency, and, and not in a snobby way, but they're finding themselves that they're not even seen by some of their old friends. They're not even recognized. It's like they forgot about you or they don't see you or something. And it becomes frustrating for a lot of us. We're out there and we're dealing with the 3D all the time and a lot of the lower uh, level frequencies. What's your best advice so people don't get um, discouraged and they just keep going and realize that their role is being the light and you have to keep going? What are some words of encouragement there? Yeah, that what we're talking about, Robert, that that really is the evolution of consciousness. That's really what it is. So the the self, soul, whatever word you want to use, this can no longer evolve by putting its attention on things outside of itself. That's very simple and it's very profound. We must understand this. We have moved past the ability to evolve our own consciousness by using beliefs, concepts, ideologies. These are things that lie outside of the self that are just part of five sensory perceptions. So in order for the self to evolve, we must work directly on the self, as the self, for the self, within the self, and then just enjoy the body and the five senses, but do not identify with the body or what the five senses perceive. This is a process. This is your evolution of consciousness. And this is what it looks like and feels like and acts like when you're incarnate. Do not be afraid of this. Do not worry about this. The fact that you're quote unquote losing friends, they're not operating, you're not operating the same way anymore. Okay. It's like the music on 95.5 is not the same music that's on 97.5, right? (laughs) You're, You're literally not on the same wavelength. You don't vibe anymore. You don't have things in common because that was your ego mind identity that you had things in common with them anyway. And as you're shedding your ego mind identity, you are rising or raising in frequency. And those that are not doing that, you're not on the same wavelength. This is normal. This is natural. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. And as you're going up in frequency, I promise you, you will meet other souls that are working in the same way. There will always be a community of people that are working in the same way. You might not know who they are yet. You might not be hanging out with them yet, but I promise you, 
they are there. Just like there's a certain amount of freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors, it's the same thing. There's a big chunk of this population that's operating in a much more higher frequency way. And everyone is going to start to get in touch with each other, I promise. I love it. Two, two important questions I want to get to. One is um, uh, getting back to the health, the epige- epigenetics, where people think like, oh, my dad had cancer or he had a heart attack at 50 and I'm going to die the same way. And I've seen it happen where people die the same way that their parents did at the same time. That does not have to be so. Is that part of the, uh, the collective agreement in buying into the past or is that in our DNA that we have to kind of do something to shut it off? How does that work? It's a, a great question. Okay. I'll try not to go too, too, far, too far down the rabbit hole with some of that. Okay. Uh, part of it has to do with our life plan. So these are the things that we map out before reincarnating. So we know the body and we choose the body that we're going to reincarnate into. And we know all the genetics. We know the hereditary. We know all of it. We're not victims to anything. We're creators. We actually choose the body. We choose the soul and they choose us and so, and so on and so forth. So no one's a victim to anything. Now, if that soul who's going to incarnate into a body, I will use myself, my grandfather and uh, one of my uncles, type 1 diabetes is just, it's just in the family. Okay. So it's just going to be something to work with. That's all that is. Does it mean that you, you will have to succumb to it? No. I don't take any medication. And I'm a type 1 diabetic. How's that possible? But starting to work with and understand the things that we're talking about, it's the sentience, what, what you really are, can completely override anything that has to do with this body. We command this body. We get to use this body. The body's not in charge, okay? What you really are is in charge. And this is key for healing. You have to gain back your power. You can't keep giving it away to him, her, this, that, whatever it is. Regain your power, and you can do anything with your body. I'm just an example of that. And the book teaches you how to do it. But no one's a victim to genetics. We choose it. And everything is just an experience, too, by the way. Experiencing the, the, the effects the body has with diabetes or hypothyroidism or cancer or paralysis or whatever. It's just an experience. That's all it is. What you are is untouched by the body. Okay? I want you to think of the sun. The sun is the giver of life in the physical universe. There is no life without the sun. And it's always there. But oftentimes we wake up, can't even see the sun. Clouds, can't see it at all, right? And what do clouds produce? Rain, sleet, snow, right? You can't see the sun. It doesn't matter what's going on in terms of the weather. Because those clouds and that weather doesn't touch the sun. It doesn't touch the sun. And what you are is the sun, the soul. And this body and all the things that go on with your mind and your emotions and your body, it doesn't touch what you are. It doesn't matter what happens with the body. Just like the sun doesn't matter what happens with the clouds. The sun remains. What you are remains. And nothing can touch you. The key to making the the clouds part is to do this type of work to go inward. And then you can do remarkable things in terms of making those clouds part all on your own. I think that a question that everybody out there is probably saying, where do you get the information? How did this come to you? Are you channeling? Are you getting downloads? How do you get your information that's so poignant? Uh, you can, if it's easier to think of it as channeling, then you can think of it as channeling. 
Um, I like to say that uh, as odd as it sounds, I don't think. So I'm always clear-headed, uh, and this this happens through uh, this happens through authentic self-realization. There's nothing to think about. There's no beliefs, concepts, or ideologies that I that I work with. So I'm able to see beyond the veil of the physical senses, and so I'm attuned to that. I am that. We're all that. I'm just working in that way. So we're all a part of this information. There's nothing really special about RJ. Who the hell is RJ anyway, right? So I'm just operating in a way that is directly connected to the essence of what is. And so therefore, what comes out of my mouth is simply me translating what it is that I'm able to tangibly experience and perceive. And we all have roles to play. If that sort of answers that question. If you want to think of me as channeling, that's fine. We all have roles to play. <clears throat> my role to play when I incarnate is to be a spiritual teacher. And that's simply what I'm doing right now as RJ. It, it sounds like you, you, you're just putting yourself in the flow and what comes in comes in because you put yourself in a position to be able to receive and then articulate it, to share it. Yes. Wis wisdom flows on the river of intuition. The only way for all of us to start operating this way is to stop thinking. I love it. I love it. Supercharged, self-healing, a revolutionary guide to access high frequency states of consciousness that rejuvenate and repair. I've powered my way through the book. I'm going to sit and go through it. My wife, the same thing. We love it. And uh, you're doing great work, RJ. Last question for you. Are you optimistic about what's going on on the planet now or the future? Yes, because this is, <clears throat> this is all necessary. Um, you can think of it as growing pains. So <clears throat> let me give a, a, a context to that statement. And what, you know, what does that mean? Okay. So consciousness goes in cycles. Okay. Forget time. Just throw time out the window. Okay. Consciousness goes in cycles, just like a flower, right? It starts to come up. It starts to open up. It starts to bloom. And then eventually it starts to die again. Okay. This is exactly how consciousness works too. Okay, we are at a point where we're working towards opening up. Okay, we're working towards that. So we're going to have to let go and leave behind all the things that have held us back. And all the things that have held us back are beliefs, concepts, ideologies, and so-called knowledge. As we said earlier, all of those things are outside of the self. None of those things are actually you. So for us to bloom like that flower... We have to work with ourselves. And that's why this book and these teachings are so important because it teaches us to work with ourselves directly and our energy directly. There's no physical interface with these things. There's no tinctures, there's no herbs, there's no shots, there's no beliefs, there's no concepts, there's no ideologies. It's tangible, it's you. It's you working with yourself. So I am optimistic that we're gonna get to where we need to go because we always get to where we need to go. All we have to do is not get caught up in the movie and let it ruin and cause and engender suffering within ourselves. Detach from what is going on. Work on yourself. Be the one person everyone can count on, starting with yourself. And then eventually you will be the light and people will be drawn unto you. And a rising tide lifts all ships. As we raise our frequency, it raises everyone else's. Just work with yourself and detach from what's going on here because it's only low frequency here. It'll only drag you down. And eventually, eventually, all of us are going to start to work in this way. And there's a lot of seniors here with the high school analogy. And it's going to be obvious 
and it's going to be tremendous changes on this planet. This is just the beginning. I can't wait. It's fantastic. Great job, RJ. Please tell everybody where they can learn more about your book, your website, and any type of work that you're doing. Sure. Uh, if people enjoy these, what I call real magic tricks, because they are real magic, go to, go to superchargedselfhealing.com, and you can get a free guide to some of these uh, instantaneous magic tricks that we're doing. So please go there and get your free guide for it. And then if you want to work with me or study with me or anything like that, have a session, go to, <clears throat> excuse me, go to ascendthefrequencies.com. That's my personal website. Uh, my email, oddly enough, is rj at ascendthefrequencies.com. And Order your book, Supercharged Self-Healing. There's nothing like this anywhere. It's now in this realm and humanity, what you've been looking for, searching for, yearning for, true wisdom, true love, true compassion. Avail yourself of it. Use this book to heal yourself. Use this book to liberate yourself. Use my incarnation to help you evolve your own consciousness and increase the quality of your life. Fantastic. Great job. I hope you'll come back to Guys Guys Radio, RJ. It's a pleasure to meet you, fellow San Diegan, and uh, we're both New Yorkers, though. <laughs> but here we are, and uh, I think we really connected, had a great conversation. So thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I'd love, to, I'd love to be on again anytime. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, what a fantastic and fascinating conversation with my very special guest, R.J. Spina. We talked about his overcoming paralysis and pancreatitis and all of the wonderful work he's doing, helping people uh, kind of access their frequency, learn how to be more in touch with our energy and kind of get out of the way so we can have that universal flow and consciousness come through us more easily. And it's easier said than done, but... I think once you get a feel for it, it's something that will become kind of second nature. I know he's a very special individual, and it's not going to be the same for everybody starting out. But if one person can do something, then theoretically, any person can do the same thing. So let's see how it goes. What I would suggest is, and what we learned is that everything is energy, and we learn, need to learn how to work with our energy and kind of get out of our own way to put ourselves in the best position to heal. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast and my YouTube both post globally every Thursday. So you can really catch me on Guys Guys Radio wherever you listen to the radio because you can download it, you can stream it, uh, and you can listen live. The podcast is over 30 platforms that we're on worldwide. Pretty much anywhere you consume your podcast, you can find Guys Guys Radio. And now we have a new YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the interviews, you can watch them there. And we're here for you each and every week. And uh, this was show number 488. And I'm rounding the final turn to get to my 500th show. I'm working on a couple of surprises there, and I think you're really going to enjoy that. You can also catch me on 
my website, robertmanni, M-A-N-N-I.com. There you can download one of uh, or read uh, one of my 300 plus blog posts all about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. I've got so much content there. And also you can download three free chapters to my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a novel, so it's a romantic comedy, but it's a source of uh, all things guy's guy. It's really about what we're all about. In this case, it's a story. It's about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. It's a lot of fun. It's a fast, frothy read, and uh, it's about something. So I think you'll have some fun with it, as uh, just about all the readers are having fun with the book. So... And I thank everybody who's purchased it. If you want to support the show, Guys Guys Radio or Guys Guys TV, which is the YouTube channel, please subscribe. Just go to YouTube, use my name, Robert Manny, go to the channel there, subscribe, or you can subscribe on Apple or wherever else you listen to and consume your podcast. So I really appreciate that. So I hope you're getting ready for this holiday season. It goes very fast. They say there's going to be a lot of holiday travel this year. Because people are busting out at the seams wanting to get back out there and visit their families and stuff. So I hope you you play safe and ready for a good one and uh, that we can get it together and really start to get things going in the right direction because we've had a couple of really tough years. So I want to thank my producer, Chris, for making every show so wonderful. I want to thank all my terrific guests. I must have interviewed over 600 people by now. A lot of times I have two on a show. We've got over 488 shows, as I mentioned, completed. We're going to do a lot more. But most of all, I want to thank you, my listeners and viewers, because without you, where would we be? It means so much to me that I'm being in a position that I can share information that I'm picking up from these really cool people that I'm interviewing and share them with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being out there and supporting me. And um, we're going to see you next week. So until then, like I always like to say... Guys, guys, finish first.